so how are you how are you doing i'm well i'm okay how are you yeah yeah i'm good thank you so much for asking thank you uh, okay uh, so just wanted to know about your cancer journey you've survived cancer uh, so um, i was 24 Mm-hmm. I was diagnosed of acute lymphoblastic leukemia. Okay. And uh, I was busy preparing for my PhD back then. Mhm. But I had already cleared the entrance and I had stood first and uh, things okay. were on track. Mm-hmm. But I noticed that there was some bleeding in my uh, gums. All right. And it was not more like a bleeding it was more like So there was a little piece of meat that was stuck between my teeth. Okay. So, uh, these weren't bleeding gums; these were clotting gums. Okay. So eventually, it grew, and mm-hmm. I met a dentist okay. uh, who sort of, you know, do did the normal scaling, mm-hmm. and that increased uh, the bleeding in all the gums. Mhm. So there was no relief per se. And then I started having a bit of a fever and I started losing a lot of energy. I couldn't uh, teach uh go out in the lecture. Mhm. And I would feel uh quite weak. My appetite had dropped drastically. Okay. So uh eventually I saw my family doctor to mm-hmm. give me antibiotics in order to till the fever mm-hmm. and that stopped the bleeding of the teeth as well okay and then this had to come out some way so okay. i started having these nasty coughs um like okay. so bad that till i wouldn't uh, spit mm-hmm. it out of my body i would feel as if i'm going to die so mm-hmm. they were really really nasty and then eventually uh, i mean my father was working abroad and then mm-hmm. eventually my uncle who was like who lives in the same city mm-hmm. i did that you know we need to see a proper doctor now because he saw this doctor and he suggested uh, urine uh, test as well as a blood test mm-hmm. and uh, the uh, the reports came by and he just called my uncle and he informed him mm-hmm. i wasn't told uh, about it at all but mm-hmm. i believe uh, 10 12 days before meeting this doctor i had googled my symptoms and i had realized that i have cancer so i told my parents and my parents being any other parent were like are choti se baat ke liye kahan cancer jitna bada soch rahe ho and the only child so they were like you know are kya tumhari generation and you know typical and okay not that they were regarding uh, yeah, or that but mm-hmm. parent would say ha tumko cancer ho sakta hai beta chalo sahi baat hai so we uh, then went to dr pankaj shah mm-hmm. and uh, for two and a half hours i waited there and then when i went inside my tongue was all yellow and my eyes were all yellow and uh, the junior doctors were really angry that i was made to wait for this long by the compounders Okay. but um, well it's nobody's fault they were following a procedure so mm. i went inside and i was told that i have acute lymphoblastic leukemia mm-hmm. so i understood the third word correct so i said that uh, do you mean i have blood cancer and the doctor said yes so i said okay, okay. because to me i was quite relieved when i was told that mm-hmm. 
I was quite relieved when I was told that because, um, you know, I was already uh, in quite a big mess as far as my health is concerned. So I just wanted an answer as to what is wrong with me. Uh, so when I told him that I'm okay with the health, he was a bit surprised at my reaction because I was just lying down at the bed and I was like, okay, how many people survived this? And he said, you know, I think seven or eight people survived the kind of cancer you have. So I was just exploring the possibility with him and I said, no, this is a good ratio and I think I can make it. And he was quite stunned because he told me, he said, Chef, if you want to try, you can try. And I said, no, I, I don't want to cry. I am not. And he thought I'm in a state of a shock. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. No problem. So, um, he, um, my mom, of course, broke down. My uncle was crying. And then mm-hmm. uh, my HB was only 3% when I was diagnosed. Okay. And there was a 96% cancer blast in my body. So I was admitted, my dad was called in, mm-hmm. and then, of course, um, it was found out that it's a high-risk cancer, so I'll have to take a bone marrow transplant. Okay. We will not be able to survive without it. Mm-hmm. The initial rounds of chemotherapy and radiation were based in my city, and then we went to CMC Velour. Mm-hmm. A small town about 180 kilometers from Chennai. Mm-hmm. CMC is the best. Um, yes, I've heard of it. Yes, yeah. I've heard of it. So we went there and uh, they looked at my files and they said, yes, she will not be able to recover on radiation and chemotherapy alone mm-hmm. to replace her system. So they started uh, looking for a donor for me because my mom and dad were only half a match. Okay. And uh, we returned to Ahmedabad and they had uh, suggested a fresh round of chemotherapies and radiation. So then started taking that, mm-hmm. preparing my body for uh, the radiation, I think, uh, sorry, for the transplant. I think that was the toughest phase because the mm-hmm. new chemo and radiation rounds that they had given me, chemo rounds, mm-hmm. were particularly difficult and the side effects were uh, un- un- unimaginable. So somehow got through that, went to Velour and mm-hmm. uh, took my rounds of chemotherapy and radiation that destroyed my marrow. Mm-hmm. And uh, before we went there, I'd been lucky enough to find a donor. Oh, uh, that's based, yeah. uh, based in Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, she agreed to save my life and she's the only donor I found. So if she would have said no, I would have died for sure. So, uh, her marrow came by and on the 27th of March, okay. 13, okay. I had bone marrow transplant. Mm-hmm. Of course, the side effects after the transplant have been horrendous. Mm-hmm. And it took its own time and I uh, lost a lot of weight. I shrunk down to 35 kgs. And okay. I was a bag of skin and bones. I couldn't walk. I forgot forgotten how to stand straight. And uh, I couldn't, if the cab was uh, one minute away, I couldn't stand for one minute. I had no energy. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't eat at all. And uh, the immunosuppressants were terrible. And they would kill all of my appetite. 
Mm-hmm. So, uh, all of that went on for a, a very long time. I returned to my hometown after six months, six or seven months in Vellore. So I returned some time in uh, on the 12th of September 2014. Okay. Yeah. So this so, was diagnosed in 14 only, 2014. No, your cancer? it was diagnosed in 13. It was diagnosed in 13. And... 2013 and 14 September, uh, 12 September 2014, you done with the complete treatment. Okay, you were done with the complete Okay. And so I returned. Mm-hmm. Of course, the steep uh, climb towards recovery began, and that was really difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, uh, a lot of people say it's so tough to lose weight, but it's equally difficult to gain weight, especially when you have to gain weight healthily. Uh, so, you know, from 35 kgs, I had to start working on my body and yeah. I managed to touch about 50, 41 kgs. That's right. Uh, and then, of course, uh, I was asked to work as a visiting faculty with St. Davis College. So, I there mm-hmm. somewhere in June 2015. I started with that. So, it was, that was, that was only two lectures a week because that's all I could manage. Mm-hmm. So I did that and uh, towards the end of uh, 2015, mm-hmm. I rejoined my PhD. I completed the coursework and in Jan 2016, first Jan 2016, mm-hmm. I registered uh, for my PhD. Okay. And um, then I think my college asked me to join as a full-time faculty. But oh, these were about right. eighteen, yeah. But these were about eighteen lectures a week, oh. and uh, my doctors advised against it. Mm. That it's so soon, and you will not be able to physically take it up. So the college was kind enough uh, to wait for me, mm. and they gave me. Uh, I, I asked for six months, and in those six months, I joined the gym. So mm. from then to June, joined the gym, took a personal trainer. Built on okay. myself, built on my body, touched about okay. 47, 48 kgs and uh, managed to gain enough confidence to be able to actually uh, take up the job. So in June, hmm. in June 2016, I took up the full-time job and uh, in Jan, 6th Jan 2018, I got married to my long-time boyfriend. Oh, that's great. Who stood by all of this. So he was there, constant support. Uh, came mm-hmm. all the way to bank, uh, to Vellore also, stayed with us for a week. Mm-hmm. And, uh, nothing, literally nothing could deter his loyalty or commitment towards me. I, I, he's seen me look my ugliest and he's seen me at my worst, vomiting, mm-hmm. vomiting everything out. And he was... It didn't do anything to him. So he proposed. We got married on the 6th of Jan 2018. In May 2018, I completed my PhD, got my degree. Okay. And um, then, of course, I took up other projects. I have, I have been quite confident ever since. And last year in June, mm-hmm. um, June 2019, I cannot recall the exact date. Okay. But I delivered my first TED talk okay. um, on the importance of registering as bone marrow donors. 
And it just so happened that uh, Datri, which is India's largest bone marrow registry, mm-hmm. so a couple of volunteers from from Datri happened to see my TED talk, and they okay. got in touch with me, and we realized that both of us need each other. Datri needed a voice that came from someone who's actually gone through something, uh, in order to leave authenticity to what they do. Okay. And I uh, needed a platform. Mm-hmm. So after every talk, I am actually able to tell people that okay, this motivated you. Yeah. This is exactly. Register yourself. Okay. <clears throat> now uh, I am Dhatri's goodwill ambassador. Okay. I conduct a lot of drives of uh, bone marrow registration. Mm-hmm. So talk is around my uh, TED talk only. But uh, the thing is that at the end of it, I get people to register. So I've conducted about. Seven drives so far, uh, most of them in my own college. And uh, the thing with Tatri is that if you want to register as a bone marrow donor, you have to pay eighteen hundred rupees. Mm-hmm. But um, it is free for people who belong to the education sector. So okay. it's free for students and for the faculties of uh, college students. And they are charging eighteen hundred because this whole HLA typing uh, test is very very expensive. Mm-hmm. My parents paid twenty one thousand, twenty two thousand, eleven thousand each. Oh, uh, okay. We run in the states. Dhatri mm-hmm. uh, did a lot of free, um, free uh, tests before, and then they incurred a lot of debt of about, if I'm not mistaken, about forty eight crores or fifty six crores or something. Okay. The US was too kind, and they said that no, you are doing a good job. So mm-hmm. we don't want the money immediately, but you'll have to pay us a certain amount every month. So okay. in order to cover for that, now that we has to charge eighteen hundred rupees. Okay. So I think what I've noticed right now is that when people want to register as marrow donors, but then when corporates are told that you will have to pay eighteen hundred, correct? Yeah. Who's not to? So I am also trying to look for a really big. Sponsorship or people who are ready to write me a good check and say that okay, you know what, mm-hmm. you know, this mm-hmm. is funny, so that I can just walk into any place and say, you know what, if you are interested, just register. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about the money; I've got you covered. Yes. So I'm looking for that, but um, I think the problem with India is that chin cancer, unfortunately, mm-hmm. doesn't happen to someone we know. We don't realize the gravity of it. So, true, true. Unfortunately, true. to me, cancer is a lot more widespread than coronavirus is. Mm. But it's just that coronavirus is is, is spread easily, and uh, an entire town has shut down, and therefore, uh, coronavirus has the kind of effect on people's mentality right. that that it has. But frankly, cancer statistics are a lot more dangerous. Not more dangerous. Correct. I agree. Correct. A lot more people are affected and diagnosed of cancer every hour. Mm-hmm. But because uh, it doesn't spread by interacting with somebody, so it's somewhere lost in transit. Um, that's where the problem is. So I think I'm trying to sort of fight that, but it's going to be a bit difficult. Kudos to you. It was your, you. you know, this is so inspiring to hear, and you know, thank you for keeping up that motivation to, you know, 
helped you fight your own cancer so it was your determination and faith in yourself and this is so inspiring okay. i i just uh, want to ask you know some of the questions if you don't mind yeah sure yeah so like with uh, with your doctors like how was your experience with your doctors my doctors were very supportive very supportive great fun okay because um, i think i realized that i managed to get a crazy sense of humor Okay. I was diagnosed and during the course of my treatment. Yeah, so you have already, you know, understood that you might have got cancer that you already said in your conversation yeah. as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they were quite, uh, like I would, if, if they would be late uh, for the checkup, I'd uh, mm-hmm. you know, joke about it and say, you know, no, you have to get me uh, mm-hmm. a cornetto first and you have mm-hmm. to give me good ice cream only then will I allow you to check me up. So they were quite, they were quite cool about it. All my doctors, you know, even in Lord, I have not had a dull moment. I have not had a moment where I felt like, "Hey, kya doctor hai? Meri baat nahi sun raha hai." Or that, that's really good to hear. That's really good uh, to hear. Because I have, I have seen rubbish doctors. I have seen doctors who are only there to make money. Hmm. But uh, that has not been the case. In fact, after my recovery, I published a book about my battle with the disease. Oh, all that girl in the black hat. Mm-hmm. And, um, I published that book, and my doctors were the ones who actually bought about fifty, sixty copies, and they were like, "No, I'll, I'll give it to my batchmates, and I'll give it to my friends." And this is so nice. Yeah, so yeah. Nice. They were extremely supportive. In fact, my initial interaction with the media came via my doctors, who would take me to. uh these news channel uh shows and they say no we want her to talk and okay. uh, this is rare because my donor is not related to me by by blood okay. so technically i was not supposed to be this okay mm-hmm. uh, my side effects were supposed to be a lot more dangerous than that for okay. the others who have their siblings as donors mm-hmm. well so yeah my my doctors have been very good okay yes. you basically belong to like ambedkar gujarat gujarat ambedkar yeah yeah okay 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 or is there anything in particular that helped you in your recovery um so usually uh, everyone who came to me hmm. including my uh, dad hmm. uh, they were abusing god because they were like kya hai and yeah. uh, i had this uh, thing in my head since the very beginning that one is not to abuse god mm-hmm. because i think god helps you to get out of uh tricky situations mm-hmm. when you have someone who rather throws you into them so i think um i think my faith in the fact that uh there's something some entity some power that's watching over me and that will help me get out of this I think yeah. that helps me the most. You have, yeah. Okay. So, uh, okay. So, did you try any other therapies other than conventional approaches? No. You know, no. no. I didn't know. Okay. Uh, of course. Uh, uh, I must have. I I did try drinking uh, wheat grass water mm-hmm. because a lot of people said that it will uh, help build a blood count. Okay. So I tried that, but in uh, hindsight, now in retrospect, I realize that it was a Silly thing to do. Not that okay. it isn't effective, 
But because mm. uh, in my case, if you would sneeze next to me, I I would get pneumonia. Ah, uh, and with that wheat grass, of course, my mom would wash it like twenty, thirty times in warm water. Oh, okay. and then that that was just the wrong thing to have done. So mm-hmm. we didn't try any alternative therapies because we were very clear that um, we don't want to take that chance and deviate uh, from the. Actual, just give me a minute. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. तमिल व्यक्ति ने कॉल करियो छे तिमनी तमारो कॉल होल्ड पर रखियो छे कृपा करी लाइन हेलो या या दर या या आई डिन्ट वांट टू टेक या आई डिन्ट वांट टू टेक दैट चांस बिकॉज़ बीइंग ओनली चाइल्ड एंड समटाइम्स Mm-hmm. I counsel a number of a number of cancer patients and survivors, and many have told me that they chose to believe uh, a doctor of an alternative therapy, mm-hmm. and uh, the doctor guaranteed that we wouldn't need chemo and that we would recover, and we did not, and okay. the cancer stopped for a while, and mm-hmm. then it started growing with so uh, speaking, yeah, double the power. So I think, um, and I've. Spoken at a lot of platforms, one of which being uh, an integrated healthcare platform mm-hmm. uh, run by this company called Ayurved. It's based in Cape Pleasanton, California. Okay, and uh, they believe in uh, integrated uh, healthcare for cancer. Mm-hmm. And most of the doctors there have also said the same thing that integrated healthcare or alternative therapy will help you to reduce. uh the side effects of chemotherapy mm-hmm. there is unfortunately no alternative therapy yet which can completely take off the cancer without using chemotherapy or radiation so uh, uh i know for a fact that ayurveda and homeopathy can help you to battle the side effects of chemo and radiation better mm-hmm. only relying on that hasn't helped is what my exposure has told me i'll be more than happy to be proved wrong right so uh, my guess allopathy has done its own wonders of course it has been terrible and painful but but it has yeah so i don't uh, since i have not tried it mm-hmm. i don't uh, speak about it because i know that i have that kind of influence uh, mm-hmm. with the kind of experience i have and if someone takes that chance because mm-hmm. i said something and if it backfires I would be able to forgive myself. So right. I keep telling people also that, in fact, even with the transplant, I am very careful because mm-hmm. uh, what worked for me may not not be for others. Yeah, age, gender, sex, mm-hmm. and the type of cancer you have, your mental strength. Too many things play an important role. Correct. So that's the thing. Yeah. So, how has your life actually changed as a result of cancer experience? So, I'm very um, clear about this, and I said this. Mm-hmm. This is my very first talk as well. Mm-hmm. I don't think I want to give can cancer any credit. Right. It's a disgusting disease. It's a cancer, mm-hmm. and it should be shown its place. So. I don't uh, attribute any of my success, any mm. of my um, positivity, any of my uh, road to recovery to cancer at all. Okay. Um, 
I think uh, every woman is strong, and I think every person has in has it in her or him mm-hmm. uh, to be able to fight this disease. Uh, I'm thrown into a dire circumstance as mine, where mm-hmm. either you live uh, and fight, or you die fighting. These are the only uh, two possibilities available. In a situation like this, I think everyone will fight because everyone would want to survive and every person would want to get over uh, whatever it is that he or she is going through. So, um, I I think my life has changed in context of the fact that I discovered that because I didn't even know my blood group when I was diagnosed. I was that scared of books. And from that, I went through and I don't know, must have taken over 500 pokes in my body. So um, I think I just discovered the fact that I'm strong and that I can fight things and Mm -hmm. that uh, a strong family support system and the right kind of doctors are very important. And um, I think I'm just living my life with this newfound courage that I have. But... um, but I don't I don't attribute uh, I I would I'm I'm the person who will never say Mm -hmm. and this is the only situation wherein I will use the word never Mm -hmm. that um, cancer helped me or I discover my strengths because of cancer okay uh, you know because of cancer I got to know that these are the kind of things I can do because Mm -hmm. doing that somewhere I am stating that Cancer ki wajah se meri life No. Um, even today, in spite of all the attention that I get and the kind of uh, uh, life that I have and the mm-hmm. uh, uh, media attention that I get, I would still any day mm-hmm. give all of this up if someone told me that uh, you give all of this up and your cancer history will be erased. Because... Who would want to live? I, would I, I completely agree with you. Yeah, I might as well want to live a life where cancer never existed because I still go through a lot of, uh, uh, you know, side effects. I have a post-trauma stress disorder. I uh, I have to fight uh, depression on certain days a lot more than other days. Mm-hmm. Um, I have gone for a toss. Every year, either in December or in January, I will fall in. And I'm a very bad uh, cold in, and infection. This year has been particularly difficult. I was just speaking with my mother when I put you on a hold that uh, my cage is hurting a lot because of all the coughing. And uh, I think I'll have to see my doctor again. So who oh. uh, on this? And uh, my period cycle has gone up for a complete toss. I will get my menstruation, then I don't get it for a year and a half. And... Um, I have to go for hormonal replacement therapy. I took that. Then mm-hmm. I was told that, yeah, allopathy hormonal replacement therapy will give me other types of cancers. So I had to stop that and go via, uh, go for homeopathy. Homeopathy, yes. So homeopathy takes its own time. So I have to keep all the patients in the world and hope and pray that the system will, uh, you know, go back to normal. So all of this is a consequence of cancer. So how do I give it any credit? Uh, and a lot of people think that, you know, you've gotten out of cancer, so 
लाइफ इज ओके एंड ऑल ऑफ दैट एंड इट्स आई एम स्टिल बैटलिंग कैंसर एवरी सिंगल डे इन माई ओन वे ऑफकोर्स इट्स नॉट एज ग्रेव एज इट वॉज बैट देन बट इट्स नॉट लेस पेनफुल आई दो i i cannot credit cancer with anything it's terrible it's horrible and it should not happen to my worst mm-hmm. shouldn't happen to anybody not an animal not a human no one nothing so yes no, i I'm, yeah I'm, i think i'm lucky that i have this kind of mental strength but yeah, that's, that's really great that's really great seriously that's Thank really you. great and it is so impressive to hear and it is inspiring me a lot i'm seriously Thank you. it's Thank i'm feeling nice. so good talking to you thank you so much Thank for inspiring me thank you so <sighs> yeah like i said i have my difficult days i have days when so i was in bangalore last week and i was unwell the entire week and mm-hmm. uh, then i spoke to my doctor and she said that you know why don't you take a baby step towards Mm-hmm. and being able to regain your mental strength so she mm-hmm. said a lot of people when they uh, try using coloring books it helps them mm-hmm. so i got a coloring book from bangalore and now i sit and i keep filling colors and it helps me concentrate and it keeps me off my thoughts so mm-hmm. i mean the struggle is real and i'm sure mine is still loads better than maybe somebody else who is probably going through absolute hell so uh, i think i've just i've just learned to respect human human strength and appreciate the kind of value system that humans have and the kind of extra mile we are ready to learn you know you know run just in order to be able to recover and do good for ourselves so i think i've just uh, this is the only thing that has happened to me is that i have learned to respect every human's fight struggle mm-hmm. and i've realized that uh, no pain is small every pain is big and yeah. i'm supposed to be little somebody and say kya itne mein because even that kind of arrogance unfortunately comes mm-hmm. by with cancer survivors that you know we see someone in a little bit of pain and something in our head goes like are kya itne mein ro raha hai yaar ye mere jaisa hoga to ye log kya karenge and then that to stop yourself and say no this is wrong this is so that this person is going through pain that only he or she can manage and it may seem easy for us on the outside but it may not be so i have just learned that that you have to respect every person you have to respect every person's space pain and if you cannot help mm-hmm. them get out of it at least don't stand there and pass no. judgment about their pain correct right right mm-hmm. it's so good to hear you yeah. thank you thank yeah. you very much uh, okay so who is or who was your role model you know who inspired you during your cancer journey um i don't particularly have a uh, singular uh, role model i am uh, somebody who reads a lot uh, i have to read so i have read i think i read a lot of novels and stories and uh, mm-hmm. some anecdotes based on real life and i can't recall this uh, right now but mm-hmm. um, i think um, there was this one story that i read about a very mm-hmm. tennis player Mm-hmm. Uh, who managed to get AIDS, and uh, he was asked in one of the interviews, 
और पीपल हु अरे ये तो हमेशा से पतली सुखड़ी सी थी कभी कुछ खाती नहीं थी अभी देखो इसको कैंसर हो गया अरे खाने से थोड़ी ना कैंसर हो रहा है so so these things are not helping so stop exactly so I think I I rather have a message for people who do not have cancer की please you know uh, stop stop creating an environment that is so toxic for the cancer patient uh, if you cannot lend support don't don't meet them don't talk to don't them. talk to them Just for them uh, you know stay at home and pray for them uh, don't make frantic calls. टू द पेशेंट और टू द रिलेटिव क्या होगा तुम्हें कैसे पता चला ये हुआ कैसे यू नो बिकॉज द पेशेंट इज ऑल्सो ट्राइंग टू फाइंड द सेम आंसर यार कि साला ये हुआ कैसे यू आस्किंग द सेम क्वेश्चन ओवर एंड अबाउ ऑल ऑफ दिस इज नॉट गोइंग टू हेल्प आई थिंक वी डोंट नीड टू एडुकेट कैंसर पेशेंट यार वेन दे आर थ्रोन इन अ सिचुएशन लाइक दिस वेन दे हैव टू फाइट एंड दे हैव टू सर्वाइव they will do it we need to build an environment around them that helps them to fight better because there are so many people who came and told my parents ki acha bina isko ye mat khilao wo mat khilao bimaro wala khana do and i remember my doctors telling me that you can eat anything you can literally eat anything under the sun if you think you can digest it and if you think you can manage with it you can eat so i remember ordering pizzas from dominos after my chemotherapy then i felt better and eating that so every body's reaction is different and mm-hmm. every person is able to deal with their diet different but what happens is now people you have cancer and then they start giving advices ye khao ye mat khao aise karo waise karo and suddenly everyone knows how to deal with chemotherapy and its side effects without actually ever taking chemotherapy it's so funny right so it's it's silly so stop giving lame advices and uh, uh you know stop coming up with those crazy reactions so i really don't have anything for cancer patients or patients i think those guys are strong and they will fight it their way and uh whether they survive this or don't in any case i think they are brave people to and tolerate and manage even one chemotherapy side effect is not a child's play so i have the utmost respect for anyone fighting cancer i also have the utmost respect for others it's just that i think somewhere as a society mm-hmm. indians really need to be trained into how are you to build a positive environment i see so much of that happening abroad so actors just up as as uh, their favorite characters and they go and they meet them mm-hmm. there is so much positive conversation on and around cancer yahan pe people need to understand yeah i want mm-hmm. to put a book where any and every kind of a cancer survivor can talk about his or her journey mm-hmm. all compiled and put into a book but people don't want to talk about their cancer they are like more in the past because it's, it's a taboo so they don't want to talk about it Correct. So that is problematic in itself. Mm-hmm. If you don't address the devil, the devil will prolong and will keep existing. Right, right. That's true. 